COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you are currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit us up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. You can also find me on Twitter at ICSativaPod. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Republic, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play Music Store, and more. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash I am Cannabis Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www dot patreon.com slash IC Sativa podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. A special thanks to our current patrons and supporters. Shout out to friends of the show Reefer Revolution for supporting the podcast. Shout out to our new Patreon and friend of the show Gracie Gatto. Shout out also to Joy One Love 420, also a friend of the show and founder of Keystone State Reviews. Becoming a Patreon or financially supporting us through Anchor, Patreon, PayPal gets you perks like early episodes, exclusives, and, and shout outs at the beginning of every episode. We also have been recently syndicated by friend of the show, Russ Belfill, and will now be featured weekly on Radical Russ Radio right before his show from Monday, 7 a.m., Tuesday, 9 a.m., Wednesday, 11 a.m., Thursday, 1 p.m., and Friday, 3 p.m., all mountain times. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Howdy, folks. Dan Scotland here, joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. I can be found on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, and I can be found on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. You can become a Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Joining gets you additional benefits such as early release episodes, early release videos, and and um, a ever-expanding archive of our previous episodes ad-free as intended. And you can do this by going to bit.ly slash 2NJ 
MSHN. So we were dead serious when we always talk about making cannabis accessible and affordable for average chains and average Joes. Um, so this article dropped yesterday. Um, as you guys know, and as um, we've, we've talked with um, friend of the show, um, Joey One Love 420 um, of Keystone State Reviews, there, they, there have been a lot of flower shortages in Pennsylvania and, you know, they pay around what we pay for, for cannabis, um, paying about $70 per concentrate and paying $40, $50 an eighth. Um, and there isn't a reliable amount of supply and it's sort of a cartel system like, like Massachusetts. Um, but, but sadly, what makes things a lot worse is that they don't even, they don't even have home grow for, for, for the patients. Um, and they don't really have a statewide decrim. So, um, so people are stuck going to these, um, dispensaries that are price gouging, these multi-state, um, companies that don't really grow the plant and the product with love and care and that overcharge people. Um, but again, um, because only, only the mil multi-million dollar multi-state companies can, can confront the barriers that it, it takes to open up in, in, in cartel states throughout the East coast. Those are the people, those are the only people in town pretty much. And those are the only people that get the limited amount of licenses to grow and to sell the plant at inflated prices. But um, we're going to look at this Philadelphia Inquirer piece. Um, so why medical marijuana in Pennsylvania is some of the most costly in the United States? Bill Cobb uses medical marijuana to treat PTSD and chronic pain. I'm a 50-year-old black man who has been a civil rights worker, Cobb, now a criminal justice activist in Philadelphia. I smoke to have my brain smoke slow down. But to be honest, I also smoke because I enjoy it. Alleviating his physical and mental pain is difficult when he feels another sting. His doctor-recommended medicine is not covered by insurance. He pays out of pocket as much as 120 a week. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. Like, I, I, I had a time um, when I first got my card in um, 2017. Yeah, I had a phase where I was like, all right, I'm only going to... Uh, now that I can go to the dispensary and get pills or tinctures and I don't have to actually smoke the flower as much... You know, I'm actually going to try to treat this as a medicine. So I, I got pills, which THC pills for whatever reason, like they, they hit me really weird. Like, like if they get me high, it's not the type of high that, that helps me fall asleep. Like it, it helps my metabolism really, really weird. Um, CBD pills are a bit more effective for, for daytime use for me, but, um, THC pills didn't really do the trick for me. Um, I, I did tinctures again, CBD tinctures tend to really tend, tend to be of use to me, but in like the THC ones, um, I, I find they help, but, um, only after I vaporize or smoked, like to sort of sustain the high or whatever. Like if I have to go, like if I'm sleeping or whatever, and I, I go downstairs to, to use the bathroom, um, I'll use like my, uh, THC tincture to sort of is like a supplementary dose you know it's like it's like when we have like it's like when people have inhalers like i have um allergy induced asthma so 
Um, I, I look at tinctures as sort of rescue inhalers, but I, I don't, I don't see them as something I, I, I use all the time or something that's in, that, that treats my symptoms all the time. They just have a very specific sort of use to me. And, I, and then I went the vape cart route, which um, half gram vape carts are about 60 bucks in my market. So uh, half gram will last me a week, week and a half. So I'm, I'm, I'm spending like $240 a month if I were to go that route. That's a car payment. And I, I quickly learned like doing that for a month that it was not affordable or tenable. But us in these east coast states with multi-state corporations and big marijuana run amok um we're having to pay these inflated prices and you know people people outside of uh, of, of the east coast like like people on the west coast like those programs including colorado's programs are like people take for granted how how much we're paying on the eastern seaboard but we'll continue reading this article. It is way too expensive, Cobb said. It's ridiculous. Other marijuana users in Pennsylvania agree. Surveys show that the Keystone State has some of the highest prices for medical marijuana in the nation. Cannabis is most often sold in eighths of an ounce, which can be rolled into seven joints. A eighth of Gorilla Glue for marijuana sells for 35 bucks in California. It's $40 in Maine. Costs 58 bucks in Pennsylvania. Yikes. Yeah, we pay about 50 an eighth, 45, 50 an eighth. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, I'm lucky in the sense that I have a Maine caregiver. Um, I have connects in Maine I can go to that, um, where I can get an ounce for less than 200 bucks. But um, folks in Pennsylvania are not so lucky. Um, from from what I remember when we were covering when Maine was um, opening up their medical program to other medical states, um, last time I checked, Pennsylvania was Pennsylvania didn't submit the the paperwork to Maine to Maine's program, so they're not included. Um, but um, pens, but what's but Maine, the they did start adult use in October, so people can go for adult use purposes, and I'm sure I'm sure if you ask around, you might be able to find a, a store that will honor your Pennsylvania card. But again, um, they're not officially in, in in Maine's agreement, so most are probably not going to take it. And again, the. The caregiver or, or store owner, it's her, it's her, it's her rules, it's her, uh, it's, it's, it's her shop, it's her rules. So, I mean, they, they're not obligated to take your card or any card at all. But, um, Pennsylvania, from what I know, has not really been added yet. So, sadly, they can't experience a real program like, like us in, in, um, New England can, can do. But hopefully that changes soon. Hopefully um, my Pennsylvania listeners can write um, to the officials so that it does get added. In Colorado, a full ounce of average weed often sells to consumers for 190 bucks. In Pennsylvania, that price is closer to 500. Some especially rapacious growers charge 600. Yikes. The patient community is always outraged about the prices. Luke Schultz, a member of the state's medical marijuana advisory board, 
I'm not sure where the price where the price should be, but we would like to see it lower. Prices for medical marijuana in Pennsylvania can cost more than twice as much as in Colorado or California, two states where outdoor can cultivation of cannabis is legal. Prices shown here are average consumer costs for an eighth of an ounce, the most commonly offered amount, which can be rolled into about seven joints. So Massachusetts, my 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 home uh, state of Massachusetts, they're um, they're just Pennsylvania is just above it. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm not joking when I talk about how pricey cannabis is in Massachusetts. But again, we're I'm, I'm in Northeast Mass, so Maine is not that bad of a truck for me, thankfully. But um. But again, Pennsylvanians, they don't really have much, much other choice. Um, I mean, unless, you know, as visiting patients, they go to somewhere like, like, like DC, for example. But again, key operative word visiting. Why is the legal weed so expensive? Blame it on many unexpected factors that have plagued the two and a half year old medical marijuana program. They range from old-fashioned profiteering to a state law that has kept supply to a minimum, from a host of expensive regulations to an embryonic agency timid about using its legal authority to drive down prices. You can apply, you can apply that sort of mindset and that sort of problem and conundrum to all the eastern seaboard states outside of um, vacation land, Maine, um, and we can include we can include Ohio, we can include Arkansas, even though these are more um, southern slash midwestern states. But again, they're they're suffering the same problem that I've been sort of talking about. Arkansas, they limit the amount of you, there's a cap on the amount of dispensaries that can exist statewide. Um, Ohio, there's a cap on the amount of dispensaries that can exist statewide. Um, they're selling tenths for like six sixty or so dollars, so it's even it's even pricier than here. But um, but yeah, let's 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 continue reading this. That said, key officials aren't even willing to talk about the issue. A spokesperson for the Office of Medical Marijuana said its director John Collins paid a hundred and thirty three thousand yearly would not grant an interview. He needs to be kicked out of office if he's not going to listen to the people. In written replies to questions, the agency said only, quote, we continue to work to assist patients to ensure we have access to medical marijuana. It provided no details. That's some BS right there. They're not working. Um, they're just they're just serving the interests of these big cannabis companies that are content with, with charging so much. And again, most of the lawmakers you know, nationwide and globally, they hate the plant and they hate the people that use the plant. They see this as a low priority issue that they don't feel they need to spend political capital on. It's a fringe issue that 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 unruly potheads bring up to them now and again, and they they feel they can slap down the issue and not make any serious reforms, um, because they themselves have a personal animus towards the plant. They haven't used it in decades. And, you know, they're in bubbles. The, 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 all the other politicians they know are the same way, too. And um, 
it's all about pleasing the donor class and pleasing, you know, the, the, the Karens and the, the Brads of the world that care, that hate the plant and feel that the plant lowers property values. Oh, we can't have people smoking the plant for medicine. That's going to piss off the landlord and stuff. Um, we, you know, we can't allow people to grow their own because you know it's going to be like california where people try to make their own hash oil and explode their their neighborhood they're they take those few edge cases which are like a a vast minority of the people in in states that have homegrown in states where it is legal for all adults that those are edge cases those are those are extremely rare Yet they take that and they extrapolate that and, and, and make it seem like that's, that's, that's all that happens when you make cannabis legal for, for people to grow and, and widely available. They feel, they, again, they hate the plant, they hate the people that use the plant. They act on this ignorance and they legislate on this ignorance. And we have to have a hostile takeover of, 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 of state local and national government and global government and we need to eradicate these fossils from government the state's new medical marijuana law permits the agency to cap prices and to set up a fund to help defray costs for the poor but such steps may not be taken for years if at all agency staff said the law blocks it from tackling prices until it has first adopted final regulations and paid back the state's $3 million in seed money. And officials say it won't meet those conditions until 2022 at the earliest. The agency also disclosed to the Inquirer that $20 million in early marijuana revenue had been transferred to the state's general fund in recent months to help make up for pandemic shortfalls. That siphon off millions that could have assisted lower income customers. Drawing upon analysis reports, national data and interviews with experts and industry executives, here is an examination of prices in the new marketplace that the state has turned into what economists term an oligopoly. Yeah, we have that all over these eastern states um, besides Maine. That's, 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 that's the norm sadly an oligopoly a sector dominated by a small group of powerful players watched by a handful of impotent regulators yeah that's 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 the east coast that's ohio that's arkansas that's a lot of these states in a nutshell including my own of grassachusetts demand vastly outstrips supply cannabis growers and dispensary owners charge what they want Patient counts have exploded during the two years of the medical marijuana program, paced by an additional or by an addition of pain and anxiety as qualifying conditions. There are constant shortages as COVID has jacked up the demand far more. Pennsylvania requires medical marijuana to be grown indoors. Grown in western states and in Maine, no growers in western states and in Maine may cultivate cannabis outside. That's why customers can buy marijuana there at rock bottom rates. The benefit of indoor growing is consistent quality and purity. Growers have greater control over the crop indoors. In a warehouse, growers can turn over more than five harvests a year, but it comes at a cost. 
replicating the sun is very is a very expensive proposition said david tuttleman the operator of indoor grow facility near las vegas in 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 fact growing under lights and carefully calibrated conditions double the cost of producing marijuana tuttleman said in colorado for instance retailers in november paid 970 wholesale for a pound of outdoor weed according to cannabis benchmarks a trade publication in pennsylvania an indoor pound sold for at least 3500 dollars and as much as 4160 dollars and dispensaries like retailers of many products mark up the wholesale product 100 percent marijuana cost by cultivation method in washington state a eighth of an ounce of outdoor grown marijuana typically costs less than 13 dollars keep in mind um washington state has 30 has a 37 percent um um adult use cannabis rate and they're and because they have lower barriers of entry and because cannabis can be grown outdoors that high tax rate does not really that high tax rate does not really jack up the prices because the because there's more options for 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 products and and how products can be created and cultivated so again i mean in all these east coast cartel states we need to loosen up the laws in terms of outdoor growing we need to loosen up the regulation so it's not as expensive to start a, a cannabis dispensary i mean in oklahoma for example like you just need you just need a cash advance and a credit card that's a few thousand dollars and you can you can be a grower you can be a caregiver so on and so forth the barriers of entry are rock bottom and they have the best program in the united states right now as a result of doing that in Pennsylvania, which requires medical marijuana to be grown indoors, that same amount costs nearly $59. But yeah, look look at how expensive these states are. Like my state, $56.66. But we go over to Washington, 20 they, grow, they can grow, I mean, even their indoor is like way cheaper, 21 bucks. But then their outdoor is is 18 like I'm guessing that's after taxes. But but look at that. Look at that stuff. Arizona 21 for your for your greenhouse. Nevada about 20. California 22 bucks. Michigan 28. But yeah, look look at how much you can look at how much cheaper it is when you can not when you have options and you're not limited to just growing indoors. Regulations unique to Pennsylvania drive up the price. Owners of weed businesses grumble about having to comply with Pennsylvania requirements non-existent in other states. Pennsylvania's demands that producers test their cannabis for molds and other impurities, not once but twice, at harvest and again when the crop is packaged. Few other states impose a second test. Moreover, Pennsylvania is the only state to require producers to destroy crops if the second test fails, executives say. Unlike in other states, I feel like a lot of these bureaucratic fixes, because a lot of our lawmakers, like I tell you, hate the plant and they hate the people that do it, that use the plant. 
like the, these are just sort of set up to fail regulations. They never wanted medical marijuana legal for, for people of the state. And because the people of the state keep pressing them on the issue and keep making a stink, they're like, fine, we're going to, we'll, we'll give you what you want. But again, they have to get their revenge because they never wanted this legal to begin with. So let's, let's make the barriers of entry high. Let's, put all this redundant regulation let's you know make it so people will lose their firstborn daughter or son if they if they dare burn their own cannabis instead of vaporizing it um let's do all these other things and set the program up to fail like again i mean in pennsylvania you have a republican majority in both chambers like i mean it's hard it's 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 hard to believe that that these sort of shenanigans weren't played that's what it seems like and that's and, and even in my state where you know we have a democratic supermajority in terms of the legislature but again a lot of those democrats they hate the plan too they hate the plan too they work with our anti-cannabis governor baker to to slow things down to water things down when we pass reform and um and not act in the in, in the interest of, of the consumers of the plan and because they're so why because our governor's so wildly popular because he keeps taxes low, um, any any complaints that the cannabis community has about him it falls in deaf ears because he's so wildly popular. Um, and again, he he sets our he sets both our medical and adult use program up to fail on a regular all the time. I'm constantly having to fight the dude. But again, I, I do feel that this is by design in these in these cartel states. Unlike in other states, Pennsylvania producers can't legally remediate crops found to have trace amounts of mold. Industry practice elsewhere calls for growers to reprocess a slightly tainted batch into oils or concentrates. Pressure and heat from the process kill any foreign substance. Remediation is a big issue in Pennsylvania, said a grower. I feel half of my tests. I lost over a million dollars in products just last month. We can't extract the oils from a field batch under the current legis under the current regulations, said another grower. That's 80% of the reason why flour is so expensive and why there's constant shortages of it. Additional regulations may well many well-meaning further drive up costs. Pennsylvania requires marijuana businesses to retain enormous amounts of high definition surveillance footage that can cost a hundred thousand a year per store in illinois you have to keep record of all your cameras for three months in pennsylvania it's two years wow i mean uploading video to the, for this podcast it's a lot of gigabytes like when we do these video episodes like it's it's a lot i mean we 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 publish in in 1080 and um you know even just like a 30 minute video is close to a gigabyte so i I mean i would only imagine what the surveillance video how much bandwidth that takes up in, in 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 the pennsylvania sort of system in illinois you have to keep record of all your cameras for three months in pennsylvania it is two years according to the president of one multi-state cannabis company that's a $30,000 upgrade just to get that. The amount of storage I need is through the roof. 
And again, that's that's again we have to pay for hosting of of to sort of back up these videos. Um, if you want to drop some money for us to do that, you could go to paypal.me slash podcast. And if you want to become a Patreon, you can go to bit.ly slash 2njmshn. Guards must protect all Pennsylvania weed businesses. In other states, security is left to the choice of owners. It costs me 250000 a year just in manpower to guard one store, said Chris Visco, owner of Terra Vida Holistic Centers, a dispensary chain in suburban Philadelphia. Since we started curbside pickup with COVID, we need security both inside and out, and that's double the expense, said one cultivator. It is easier to get into a nuclear facility than it is into my grow. Another cost of you requirement, every dispensary must hire a full-time pharmacist. Most of the time, they're sitting at a computer bored out of their heads, said one dispensary owner. Again, this is by design to help this thing fail. All these regulations are by design by the people that hate the plant and they hate the people that use the plant. According to the former Pennsylvania legislature, legislator considered to be the father of medical marijuana here, pharmacists were added to the law to win over reluctant lawmakers. Again, most of your lawmakers, they hate the plant and they hate the people that use it. We needed to convince the conservative Republicans that this was really medicine, said Dalen Leach, a former Democratic state senator from Montgomery and Delaware counties. They needed assurance marijuana dispensaries wouldn't be run by a bunch of hippie guys with, with go TC. That's that's I, I like I tell you, these lawmakers, they hate the plant. They hate the people that use the plant. These folks, they haven't done they're in their 60s, 70s. They have not done cannabis since like the 1960s, 70s, 80s, maybe 90s. If they're if there's some if they're Gen Xers or whatever. And they're they're carrying this bias onto their lawmaking. F what the 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 citizens want. Um, the, the, the governor of Pennsylvania and, and the lieutenant governor, they did a listening tour a few years ago and, and it was found that the, if, 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 if Pennsylvania had ballot initiatives like other states, adult use would pass overwhelmingly in Pennsylvania. There's enough support for it to pass for all adults over the, tw- over the age of 21, New Jersey, they, they, they voted on it on a, um, on a no home grow sort of legal cannabis system. Um, but, but in, in, in Pennsylvania, you don't, I mean, again, they just have medical right now. You can't, you, you can't really smoke flour. You can, you can vaporize it. And, um, and, you know, it's not looking like home grow is going to happen anytime soon. It's not looking like there's going to be a loosening of the regulations because you have gov- you have mostly Republicans that control that legislature that hate the plant and they hate the people that use it. So, again, uphill battle, complete and total uphill battle here. They needed assurance mar- medical or marijuana dispensaries wouldn't be run by a bunch of, of hippie guys with goatees. They had to be someone professional on site. 
Like the government should just stay out of our flipping decisions. Who cares if a hippie is running a dispensary? It's just anti-hippie sort of propaganda. That's just anti anti counterculture sort of bias. Anti anyone who isn't straight laced and 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 doesn't just drink alcohol and smoke cigarettes. You know, that's that that, that that's a systematic bias in, in, as as a whole. But again, that's what we get with these lawmakers that are fossils. The state has created an oligopoly. The number of growers has been kept artificially small. Some states put no limits on the number of growers. Colorado, Oregon, Oklahoma among them. According to Leach, Pennsylvania lawmakers wanted to be sure there wasn't an oversupply. An oversupply is good because customers are more able to afford their product when 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 dispensaries and when caregivers compete the consumers and the patients win but again they're not these 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 fossil lawmakers are not interested in seeing us win they're interested in enacting their own agendas and governing based on their own personal biases and what big pharma what big alcohol pays them to believe in pays them to legislate According to Leach, Pennsylvania lawmakers wanted to be sure there wasn't an oversupply. We didn't want it to be ubiquitous like the Wild West. Ubiquitous like the Wild West. Um, let, me, let me read that again. We didn't want it to be ubiquitous like the Wild West where pot was growing and sold everywhere, he said. Furthering limiting supply is that the conflict between anti-marijuana federal law and Pennsylvania statute means that we cannot be shipped across state lines. What's consumed in Pennsylvania must be grown in Pennsylvania. More, moreover, legislature, legislators put a specific ceiling on in-state cultivators, limiting permits to a total of 33. Yet only 20 of those permittees were actually producing marijuana medicines while more production would drive down prices health officials have done little to force laggards to get into gear we have to have more competition said jason mitchell a co-founder of soulful cannabis a marijuana advocacy organization in the media there's nothing we can do because it is all funneled through a handful of license holders. What's the incentive for them to compete? In an economy of scarcity, it is hardly surprising that profiteering is rampant. Many wholesalers simply charge retailers more in Pennsylvania. A pound of wholesale marijuana grown indoors in Oregon sells to retailers for about 1600 in Pennsylvania wholesalers charge 3700 according to an inquirer survey to be sure some growers reject this criticism instead pointing especially to extra charges imposed by the government in Pennsylvania the state elected to charge 200,000 per permit plus an uh, annual $10,000 fee. Colorado charges $4,000. Florida $6,100. Wow. Arizona $10,000. Yeah, you have, you have a much better program in Arizona. You know, um, you have 
you have over 300,000 patients. You have, you have cannabis in all forms and varieties and, you know, they're charging less than $200 per ounce. Um, and there's plenty of supply for the patients. You know, these dispensaries are allowed to complete. It's, 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 it's a competent oligarchy. Oligarchy. It's a competent one is what you have in Arizona. But you have a bunch of incompetent ones on the eastern seaboard outside of Maine. Um, but even Florida's numbers look rosy, a lot rosier, even though they themselves are an, are an oligarch oligarchy um you know truly kind of runs the roost you know you have other smaller players like like Cetera, grow healthy uh vitacan uh one plant whatever you have all those other places but again with with, with the with the charge to sort of get a permit it's, it's a lot cheaper in florida than it is in pennsylvania so i mean eventually we're gonna see their prices go down even more even though they're an oligarch oligarchy too like we don't even get it. We don't even get a a competent oligarchy in 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 much of the East. Still, a former grower who sold his business last year to a multi-state cannabis corporation said the permit fee actually had a negligible impact. In his view, profiteering was driving costs. The profit profitability of wholesale on the wholesale side is disgusting. The cost to build a marijuana facility in Arizona is similar to what it costs to build one in the middle of Pennsylvania. What they are charging is simply what the market can withstand. Ultimately, of course, the patient pays. And there is no reason for the price to be that high. Peter Marcus, a spokesman of Terrapin, a grower with operations in Colorado, Michigan, and central Pennsylvania. Terrapin was founded by fish fans and deadheads it sells to retailers for at least 20 percent less than competitors if a consumer can find the product terrapin smokable flour can cost little as little as is th through 280 an ounce again um note pennsylvania you're not allowed to smoke flour so I, th I think that's like the one thing that this writer got wrong but um but yeah let's let's continue we we decided what what's fair for our company company's revenue growth and what's fair for the consumer marcus said we don't need to gouge the state's medical marijuana program has yet to take action under key provisions of state law that can cut prices. Under the 2016 law, a sizable share of marijuana taxes, 15% after expenses, may be tapped in tapped to subsidize the costs for poorer patients. Asked when that might take place, agency spokesperson Nated wardle wrote we do not have a time frame at this point instead 20 million of the program's surplus revenue was grabbed by gov governor tom wolf this year to pay for the yawning budget hole created by the pandemic wardle confirmed last week that was two-thirds of the program's money in the bank predictably many users have turned or returned to the illegal market there street dealers 
typically price an ounce at $350, undercutting legal prices by a little. Still, there's no reason cannabis legal or from the traditional market should cost more than $65 an ounce, said Chris Goldstein, a regional spokesperson for Normal, the organization that has long lobbied for more lenient marijuana laws. Nevertheless, one Philadelphia underground dealer was recently selling premium marijuana to consumers for $400 an ounce. End of article, written by Sam Wood. So there you have it, folks. Um, we, we've got to continue to to have a hostile takeover of government. We got we to gotta kick out these reefer madness fossils that see this drug as a fish or deadhead issue and don't want to act to make this medicine affordable for the citizens that, that they publicly serve. They want to act on their own biases. They want to continue to believe that Ronald and Nancy Reagan will strangle them in their, in their sleep if they even do anything that's pro-cannabis. We need to get rid of these fossils at all levels of government. We need to step up. We need to get rid of all of them. We need to drain the flipping swamp. We need to get rid of all these officials that are not acting in our own interest with regards to this. Um... But we're going to have to continue. But in, in Pennsylvania, where you don't have ballot initiatives, it's going to have to be gutting your, your, your reefer madness lawmakers. That's, that's, that's the only way you're going to get change. You know, people are going to have to continue to hold their lawmakers and hold their public servants accountable. But again, I don't want to keep this episode too long. As always, I can be found anywhere you find podcasts such as iTunes, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and other platforms like it. And if you want to become a Patreon, you can become one at bit.ly slash 2njmshn. You can join our ever-expanding Discord community at discord.gg slash 65tg2nr. You can follow us on Instagram at underscore I am Cannabis Sativa, and you can follow us on Twitter at IC Sativa Pod. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord Discord channel and that Discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 
T-H-E-T-T-P-S-6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Again, that is H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash discord dot G-G slash 6-5-T-G-2-N-R. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp-based products. You can check them out by the link H-T-T-P-S colon slash B-I-T dot L-Y slash 3-3-F-K-R-V-9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.